In August 2015, Gary Newman and Dana Walden, co-chairs and CEOs at Fox, met with journalists to discuss the upcoming Prison Break reboot. When questioned about the reasoning behind rebooting this particular show, Walden remarked that people are still interested in these characters. And she was right. Prison Break remains one of the most successful library shows on Netflix. What is it about these properties that make them so ripe for being remade? A cynic might argue that it's the result of a tired system relying on fond nostalgia to gather as much cash as possible from a sinking ship. But what if it were something more? What if there was some intangible quality that couldn't be quantified? This show is about the search for that essence. This is Still Interested for Curio. I am, as always, your Sunday night dandy, Ben McAllister. And I am his dance floor DJ, Jackson Newsard. And joining us this week, we have another very special guest. A very special guest. hey It's a me! It's your favourite Italian plumber. Yeah, we got uh, Mario. It was yeah, a big guest. We've hit the big time now. Yeah. Um, we, we had to... Yeah, I mean, throw us your name, if you like. Um, do I? Yeah. Well, it's Barney. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, normally, like the guests come on and they say their full name. Yeah, um, like, do you want to plug I mean, anything? If you, if, you, if, you <laughs> want, yeah. if you want, we can just like bleep out your name. It can be like a really like uh, yeah and, a deep be, web cut. And yeah. we'll um we'll like obscure your voice with like a vocoder or something. <laughs> Yeah, so, that would be really cool, actually. Like, like, I mean, I didn't witness protection, yeah. so this is, like a, this is a huge thing for me to be on here. <laughs> I'm realising now this was a terrible mistake. Yeah, first public appearance <laughs> since I informed on the mob. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we should turn down the lights. Yeah, we should <laughs> turn off the lights. Yeah, do, 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 yeah. <laughs> And just, like, hear out me and punch out into the darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what happens. Maybe uh, Jason will show up. Well, yeah, if you say his name three times, it's, you know, era, yeah. it's, a, it's a whole thing. Man, fuck, imagine if they'd folded that into that movie. Like, the whole, <laughs> like, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary stuff? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a weird get. It would have been the strange, been fantastic. strange change of the law. Isn't Man. it Beetlejuice originally? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing Beetlejuice. You haven't seen Beetlejuice. No, I feel like I need to because like it's referenced a lot, at least by the map sort of thing. What like... came first, <laughs> Beetlejuice or Bloody Mary? I gotta know the answer to this question. Now. <laughs> Who came up with the idea? The only reason I think this is that you just seen like a week. Yeah, a week ago. You just seen from Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent $400 on acting classes and we're just reenacting Beetlejuice. It's just like our instructor's like, just a big fan of Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, he's, he's written a sequel to Beetlejuice. Yeah, my agent loves it, dude. He's showreal. <laughs> Beetlejuice. The showreel is just Beetlejuice. It's just you playing all so the roles. What, what have you done recently? Uh, well, I did like a sort of a fan film of Beetlejuice. <laughs> I was in a bootleg Beetlejuice fan cut. I mean, I feel like it's gotta have been Bloody Mary before Beetlejuice because Beetlejuice came out in 1988. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like people were probably doing the Bloody Mary thing earlier than that. Nah, I nah. I don't know for well, sure. Because the problem is, the problem is, is that like 
<laughs> if, if Vinodish is first, and then someone was like, yeah, nah, but, but you heard about Bloody Mary? It's the same thing, but a lot scarier. It's, like, like, it's, it's way like, scarier, way darker. It's way yeah. less wacky and fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead of, like, a ghost that comes and, like, causes a mischief, your whole family dies. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, she comes through the mirror, yeah. she, she fucks you up. The crazy thing is, the whole time she's doing it, she's telling you how big a fan she is of Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> you guys seen Bert, uh, Birdman's not out yet, but you, you wait 20 years. You're gonna love it. Whoa. You're gonna fucking whoa, love it. Whoa, 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 yeah. Should have won an Oscar. He was wrong. Actually, you know what? I'm putting the knives down. She's a time traveling ghost <laughs> yeah. who comes back just to spread the message yeah. of Michael Keaton. Dude, Why can't I find the Wikipedia page for this fucking movie? Are you gonna go into a bathroom and say Beetlejuice three times, man? Yeah, and it pops up on the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Like a web browser, like one of those mirrors from a sci fi um, film. So we just watched a movie, guys. We did, it's yeah. It's something we, we've been known to do. It's funny, we say TV and film, but we've yet to do a single TV show in uh, the now eight episodes of this program. Yeah, although I guess, like, we watch it on TV every time. That's so true. Think about That's that. That's true, except for those times where we go see the movies in cinemas, and then we're recording my car on the way home. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice, all the yeah. lost episodes. Yeah, the, 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 the lost tapes. <laughs> yeah. Are there many of those? Yeah, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, 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 14 yeah. of them, actually. Yeah. yeah, we went and saw Rogue One like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> and every time we recorded like another 10 minutes, another 10 minutes of the podcast yeah. on Because like, I don't live that far from the yeah. cinema. Unfortunately, <laughs> you live very close. We, we should have just gone to a, uh, one further away. Wait, wait eight of those eight times, did you think it was a reboot of what you've seen before? Yeah, like, we kept being like, I can't believe they yeah. keep <laughs> but of course the movie we have just watched if you listen to the last episode where we talked about uh friday the 13th the 1980 classic slasher film we've just watched the 2009 reboot of the franchise directed by jackson please michael nesbitt uh, <laughs> i feel like that's not his name it's marcus nispel yeah that's pretty close and produced by michael bay uh yeah an interesting choice i think uh, this is cause, like 2009 in terms of like uh, Transformers flicks. When is this? It's, is post this like, it's post the first one. Post the first one. Probably post the second one as well. Man. It's just around the time people were like, man, fuck Michael Bay. Man, the reason I know, by the way, that this movie was, was post Transformers is because I distinctly remember being in year 10. Uh, we, we had to, like, make a short film. And, like, we all went to Transformers, and, like, we decided that, like, as a gag, but no. it ended up being really stupid. No. Like, not the whole movie, like, the last shot of the movie. Like, the very the whole movie was about something unrelated, and then the final shot was, like, pan up to the skies as, like, the song from the end of Transformers. And we just, like, put it in over the credits, just, like, totally jacked the last shot of the movie Transformers, because we thought it would be really funny. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've actually been deep undercover the whole time, and you're under arrest. Because <laughs> <laughs> the so. show was like Shia LaBeouf and um, Megan Fox like making out on the on Bumblebee. <laughs> now that's horrifying. Cause, yeah, because that's a sentient being. Like, oh, yeah. Oh my god! I never even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. What a I horrifying mean... existence. Yeah. Do you uh. think? Do you think uh, Samuel w- Wiki, the, the classic character played by uh, Shia LaBeouf, yeah. do you think he regularly fucks people inside Bumblebee? <laughs> and <laughs> again, my second question, yeah, does Bumblebee ask him to do that? <laughs> like, Sam, you gotta bring another one in, man. <laughs> he would never say that, because he can only speak in songs. Yeah. So, like, what songs is he playing yeah. to convince Sam to fuck girls on top of him? <laughs> <laughs> Sexual healing? <laughs> 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 
Marvin Gaye, a little, Marvin Gaye, a little yeah. bit of Barry White. I mean, you could just play like I can like with like purely the the, the discography Dude. of Marvin Gaye. You could like convince someone Dude, to fuck you on a. He's car. playing Divinals. When I think about you, I touch myself. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. There's no way he's playing anything else. Oh, oh Jesus. Let's anyway. talk about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's our, tra- our Transformers uh, yeah. erotica podcast. Fancast, yeah. Transformers, transform your world. And we got that music coming in straight away. That, like, oh, yeah. real classic slasher style music. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> yeah. That- <laughs> but yeah, we open. We are in 1980. Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, Camp Crystal Lake, uh, in the setting of the first film, or the, the original. Uh, and we are essentially just seeing a literal remake of the original film, just with new actors. Just the final scene yeah. of the original film. Mm. Which, like, yeah, it, it begs two questions, right? Like, one, why didn't they just play the footage? Yeah. Like, and two, they're, like, rebooting the franchise, but starting with the second movie? It's like yeah, the, the yeah I was very the, confused. Like, the second movie in the franchise is about, like, turns out Jason's still alive, fucking, this is no spoilers for you listened to the first episode last yeah. week, but we're like, it's Mrs. Voorhees, but they're just like, no, 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 fuck all that, which honestly I think is fair enough, because that was like, it's crazy that they made ten of those movies, and like, the first one doesn't even have Jason in it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, 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 like the dying minutes, yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. the villain of the whole, anyway, fuck that. Yeah. It was super bizarre. But also, I love the choice... At the start, when they when they remade that that ending, Jason finds his mother's Jason body. Jason finds yeah. his mother's body, and they chose to do it in black and white. You're like, this is yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've already put up the date. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, true. One thing I am uh, pleased about, though, is that they they kept this scene because here's where we find maybe four or five contenders for the title of this episode. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because let me tell you, Pamela Voorhees, she just throws them. Yeah, because there were not a lot of other title contenders no. throughout the movie. <laughs> For me, the first one I've written down is the obvious kill for mother. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like a very off-putting sentence and also pretty much describes the entire franchise. We also had, you're the last one left. I killed all the others. Yeah, exactly. She exclaimed. Yeah, Mrs. Voorhees rolls out into this clearing with the last minute counselor and just literally describes the plot of the first movie yeah. that we watched last time. Like, in a way, I feel like we're not watching a reboot. I feel like we're watching the sequels of the movie we watched last yeah. time. Yeah. Which is like... But just like separated in time by yeah. like 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking 29 years later. Do <laughs> we see young Jason approaching the corpse of his mother, picking up this locket and looking inside it, and then hearing the voice of his mother urging him to kill people. He takes the machete that killed his mother and then walks off into the woods. Yeah. And then, what? We're in the present. Yeah, two things, man. First of all, I want to say that Mrs. Voorhees is my first MVP nomination oh, yeah, for this movie. Because in, of how accurately she's able to, like, stuff, like, a movie's worth of exposition into, like, five lines of dialogue. <laughs> no, that's true. It's she very admirable. sets up the whole franchise, yeah. like, so quickly. Second thing, I was really hopeful that we were going to get, like, some, like, anything in the way of an explanation for, like, why Mrs. Voorhees thought her son was dead when he's very clearly not, or, like, how he survived, and, like, why he, like, is there just watching his mother. Yeah, like, that's... Like, mm. I was like, oh, that's interesting that they've decided to open with showing us this from, like, young Jason's perspective. I wonder if that'll be explained, because that's, to me, something that's always been lacking from this franchise, is yeah. any sense of an explanation of, <laughs> of why Jason is alive. Sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, no, don't worry, don't worry, folks. They're staying true to the 
source material in that regard. I'm just <laughs> no not worrying about it. You better leave it straight up. We've got a bunch of rowdy teams. Yeah, dude. They're right on it. They're kicking around right near the, the remains of the, the now-closed Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, with two of them, Richie and Wade, yeah, man. Uh, leading the group. Um, they've actually come down here because they've heard a, uh, a rumor about a big old score of, of weed. Some of the doobers, gun. dude. <laughs> they hit it to sneak some boots. They're yeah, like, you know, yeah, fucking... Yeah. Um, Got some weed crops. So they're down here to pick up a lot of weed so they can sell it and be rich because... Yeah. <laughs> I okay. mean, that's, that's a foolproof plan. Yeah, right? I mean... Genius. <laughs> sure. Because the thing, is, the thing is, like, as soon as you have the drugs, there's no, there's no risks... And Nothing can go you, wrong. You, you just get rich straight away. The hard part is finding yeah, the drugs. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, and you know, <laughs> this is one thing I've found is that weed is hard to come by. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. in this age, particularly when, really... particularly when, when you're like a college age student yeah, in America, it's really yeah. hard to get your really hands hard. Yeah. So they're they're camping. So like they're, they're out here trying to find the weed. Wade's got a little GPS. Like they're lost. Richie's like, dude, chill out. What we'll do is we'll just camp for the night, and then tomorrow you and I will go out and find the weed, and we'll all head back together yeah and then they... he's like he's like just relax and then wade's like yeah because we're gonna be rich and you know what rich people do they relax yeah trying to just max it like rich, yeah, the to... rich folk they yeah. fully expect to be and i, I mean, mean you obviously got... will be yeah once you know, they get the weed it's like an aspirational sort of thing you know they're like <laughs> yeah. acting they, they're yeah, 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 playing yeah, up yeah. the lifestyle they want yeah exactly so there are only two beers in this universe heineken and peebers because like, i was guy... so impressed by that the fact <laughs> that they were managed to put two product placements <laughs> in three because later in the same scene there's another one i forget what it is but like it's, oh what well the thing the thing that i love is that like they like they named like oh hasn't anyone got any heineken and they're like who wants that euro trash we're drinking pbr and just like did heineken pay for that (laughs) did heineken pay money for them to shit over their brand yeah i don't know i bet they paid heineken man (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably yeah Yeah, they probably got sued yeah i mean really because they, they would not have been able to include the name of the beer in the film unless they had some agreement with heineken so there must have been, like, some level of agreement there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so they're, they're all sitting around the campfire, and then Wade tucks into this uh, spooky campfire story, which is essentially just exposition of the, uh, the Jason story we all know and love at this point. Why did they do it twice? <laughs> They literally, yeah. Yeah, we're 10 minutes into the movie. They already had the pre-movie movie where they explained the movie. Yeah. And they were like, now he's just going to do it again. Yeah. Just in case you missed that bit. We're going to explain the whole fucking story that you literally just watched. <laughs> well, my, my thing is, well, like, how does he know all this? Yeah, like, he's like, I had a friend or something like that. But he's like, really? An and, like, expert? detail. He's yeah. like, Mrs. Voorhees and her son, Jason, out here at Camp Crystal. Yeah, a couple there. Uh, Whitney and her boyfriend, I believe, Mike, Mikey. decide to head off. They want to have a chat, sort of thing. And Mike's like, "Oh, we're gonna go make out." Um, Whitney reveals that her mother is um, sick, and she's been like taking care of her, and she wants to get back. But Mike's like, "You know, your mom said to come down here. Don't worry about it, baby. It's all gonna be cool. Have sex with your boyfriend." Yeah, he literally <laughs> says, "Come on, have sex with your boyfriend." <laughs> Like, there's a line of dialogue, um, and she's like, uh, and then they just kind of, like, keep walking around. Yeah, like, then- I, I wrote down the <laughs> what he said, which was like, don't worry about it, let's get fucked up, blow some chunks in the woods. <laughs> that was the line. That's his idea of a good time. <laughs> 
Now, he's right. saying, let's get drunk as fuck and throw <laughs> up Because I thought it was a possibility that maybe some of them are like real vape heads or something like that, and they're talking about Oops. blowing some like sweet chunks of cotton. Yeah, ripping like, off like, tasty yeah, sheets. Yeah, like just sheets of the purest cotton. Yeah, they were yeah. way ahead, dude, in 2009? Yeah. yeah. Maybe in yeah, 2009? Dude. They don't have sex, of course, because Whitney is the Scream Queen, and she's the virgin character who, who must survive. Yeah. Uh, sorry sorry to, to, to be an actual film podcast for a minute there. But literally the first thing I wrote down about Whitney was because, like, when they're all walking into camp together, uh, the other one, I think her name is Amanda? Amanda, yes. Yep. Amanda, who's there with um, Richie, like, she, like, slaps a mosquito, and he's all like, yes, spank that ass for daddy. And she's like, you like that? You like that, do you? And we yeah. cut to, like, Whitney and Mikey, and Whitney just, like, rolls her eyes, and you're just like, ah, she's the sensible virginal yeah. one who will be the hero of this entire well, movie. I mean, with this genre of film, there's, like, a... <laughs> It's like uh, like a sex direct, equals death. A direct correlation yes. between how much they are into the concept of sex yeah. and how quickly they're going to die. Well, not even sex, dude. Like anything, like naughty. Yeah, like anything yeah. they do that, Any like vice. that your dad wouldn't approve of. <laughs> yeah. Like they get killed for it instantly. I can't remember whether I missed something here or like the uh, the sex crazed character, the sex pest. Yeah, um, Amanda. Amanda. Um, there was a point where they were talking about someone was going to go piss. They were like, we're going to go piss. And then her line was, no one's drinking my piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, paranoid. And then, yeah. then, then Wade's like... <laughs> you like, want to your hands on my piss, Wade? <laughs> no, yeah, Wade, you son of a bitch. Don't drink my piss. And then, but then Wade followed up being like... <laughs> Don't be so sure. Like, <laughs> like, like, at what point are you like, well, I mean, it's a pretty crazy night. Yeah. Maybe we all get a little bit high. Maybe we drink each other's piss. I don't know. They're blowing chugs. I'm drinking your piss. Yeah. 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 Mike's like, we're going to throw up. And Wade's like, I'm going to drink her piss. Like, they're all fucked. I love the idea of her being like super protective of her piss. Like, she's like, that's my piss. Like, she keeps it in jars. And then like, labels but then Wade goes on this whole tangent being like eh, it's it's sterile actually and that sort of thing so like you know we could drink it if we had to and then for some reason they're talking about like oh well if, if you were dead I'd eat you Wade's like I could teach you how to fish and Richie's like uh no nah, I don't eat fish and then Amanda's like that's not what you told me yeah, and they're dude, all like ah so dude like they are hitting that sexy teen remake ability right from the jump yeah they're like on that grind they've like already hit one of the few points of remake well, the, the many points of remake ability from the previous movie so now we get like probably the worst thing that happens in this movie which is that like Wade's explaining like oh the GPS just needed to resync. turns out the weed's like half a mile away and they're like yeah nice dude nice but Amanda's like getting her tits out in the background and yeah. rubbing oil all over herself yeah. and like Richie's there like trying to talk to Wade and like being distracted literally like thrusting yeah. into the air and Wade's just like man I fucking love GPS Wade's they like, do this and that and, but literally he's like he's like fetishizing GPS signals <laughs> all the while like Richie's like hey dude you gotta shut the fuck up like I'm to, gonna fuck, to like, fuck my lady friend. Yeah, and then Wade's like, oh, <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, nice. Like, can you imagine how fucking inconsiderate that is? Like, I can, I can even, like, see it to a degree if, like, they've never hooked up before and, like, Richie and Wade are really good buddies and he's like, dude, 
get out of here because I think I got a chance with this girl. But literally, like, they're dating. And he's like, hey, fuck off. I want to bang my girlfriend. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I know there's no one else here. Go fucking hang out in the woods like, for a bit so I can fuck my girlfriend. Yeah. Just, like, just wait Horrifying. fucking ten minutes. <laughs> like, you don't have to be like, fuck Wade, I guess. is like the only well, explanation. Or even just any there. illusion. I'd like, be like, anyway, we're going to... Uh, we're going to go to bed, dude. To bed. See you in the morning. So... <laughs> like, wait, wait, it's, and it's like, no, I've, I've got to go fuck like, <laughs> Yeah, right now. West and you're leaving. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Yeah, like Wade's not gonna be like, hey, what are you guys going to bed for? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're going to bed. They go to fuck. Sister Christian by Knight Rider plays while like fucking yeah. Mikey Look, uh, and Whitney are off, and then like Richie and Amanda. No, fucking go like off. yeah, Wade heads into the forest yeah, with a glow stick. With a glow stick <laughs> just and just it. and also just like yelling, like screaming this song out, just like fucking like like air drumming and shit. He's loving it uh he goes to take a piss and you better believe he finds the ickiest stickiest yeah dude just that that sweetest kindest he's flower found the dude. weed it's right there yeah. dude. he's like My standing God. on a patch of it he gets iced by jason like, <laughs> and at this point i've noted down like man this movie is off to a flying pace yeah. compared to the original yeah. movie it was literally like we're 40 minutes in there's been one murder and 18 sex scenes yeah <laughs> and this one they're like we're 10 minutes in and the teens are already dying yeah exactly <laughs> it's pretty good wade just gets fucked up and then we have mike and whitney whitney after being like i kind of want to head home and mike's like hey i found this like really fucked up camp Want to go check it out? And she's like, no. And he's like, where's your sense of adventure? And they just bust into this abandoned camp. Yeah, man. At this point, like, things start to... I mean, look, I don't want to spoil it, but things start to go pretty south. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Shit starts yeah. going off the rails for these wacky kids. Well, also, I'm one thing here is, like, Whitney's like... like they, they head in and, like, Whitney's like, what if some homeless person lives here? Technically speaking, I don't think they'd be homeless. <laughs> that's, that's they true. have a cabin, like, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like that would not make them a homeless person. That is true. I also want to know, like, does Jason live here? Like, they find a little shrine to Pamela Voorhees, and, like, why is it so dirty in here? Yeah. That's what I gotta it's know. Filthy. Like, if he lives here, why can't he just, like, keep it clean? Why are, like, slasher murderer hideouts always so up. There would be something distinctly horrifying about like someone being like dragged back to the, like Jason's lair, and it's just like immaculate. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's, it's so like scary. it's like the most current styling, it's like a really sort of nice. It's like, house. It looks, it looks yeah. like an like IKEA catalog sort of thing. Yeah. And you're like, this place is lovely, and then there's just like like heads and bodies like all over yeah, the place dude. as well. Yeah. And they're all lined up in like uh, one of those like iconic IKEA bookcases. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's getting pretty spooky. They find the the head, the shrine. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they find the head of. Uh, uh, Mrs. Voorhees and then a shrine as well and a rocket. The wall. What? Like, there's shrines and then there's you stick your mum's head in a wall. In a hole in the wall? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's like it's not a neat hole like a little fucking windowsill or something. It's like he's like punched a hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like, this goes here. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like a work in progress. Yeah. Maybe he's like got something coming in and he's like, you know. Um, They find a, uh, the locket, uh, which Jason picked up earlier. Uh, They open it up and then Mike's, uh, Mike decides to tell his girlfriend, Whitney, that, hey, you look like the person inside this creepy locket. (laughs) Which I think is just kind of like, even if you think it, I wouldn't be like, hey, baby, you look like this. This spooky fucking locket we found in this definitely cursed campsite. You look exactly like the lady. Yeah, and she's like, no. We then uh, cut to uh, Richie and Amanda just 
going for just it. Just fucking tense. having it off with each yeah. other. Hey. It's like, this is another, like, they're already on that second point for makeability. He's like, Amanda gets spooked. She's like, I heard something. And Mike's just like, ah, it's just the wind, baby. Oh, Richie's like, it's just the wind, baby. It's just the wind, baby. And he, like, wants to keep fucking. And, like, yeah. teens ignoring signs of obvious danger because they're obsessed with fucking. That was one of our remakeability points. very And they're, they're yeah, really yeah. on top of it. And it comes back later. Yeah. I just feel like this is the first instance. They then basically come to the assumption that Wade's outside the tent jacking off. <laughs> they're like... That must be it. And what is this group of friends that, like, that is their first yeah. assumption? <laughs> like, well, probably it's just Wade tugging one out. But, yeah. but also, like, surely Wade is just bored of it at a certain point. Yeah. Like, how many times can you walk in and your friend's having sex and jack off to it? Like, and, like, that's, like, a regular thing. You're like, well, here we go again. Yeah. Like, Maybe like, like, ten minutes earlier, she has pulled both her breasts out <laughs> and has oiled them in front of Wade. <laughs> And they're like, what a fucking pervert. Yeah, now she's <laughs> getting all tired about way. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's literally like covering herself up and yeah. she's like, oh no. And it's like, what are you doing? Uh, um, <laughs> basically, like, they, they keep hearing sounds and now Amanda's like really worried. She's like, uh, Richie, go out there, tell him to stop. And he's like, I'm not going to go out there with a boner. Yeah. yeah. But like, he doesn't say it like that, dude. He says it like it's the fucking craziest <laughs> thing he's ever heard. He's like, I'm not going out there with a boner. <laughs> like he's like, how would I even do that? Yeah. Who knows what way to do if I did that? <laughs> the man lives on the crazy. sexual edge. Yeah. Like you're gonna push him over. Wade's <laughs> one boner short of a killing spree. <laughs> you never know what's gonna set him up. <laughs> uh, man, that'd be an interesting plot twist. Can you imagine that? Yeah, like, like Wade is actually Jason. He gets yeah. fucking set off by all these teens having <laughs> sex because he can't get any. And so he just wants to kill them all as oh punishment. Anyway, Wade's dead. Yeah. And, uh, Wade's dead. Richie, Richie heads out. Finds uh, yeah, finds his body. Um, and then Jason rocks up, like slashes open the tent, grabs, um, Amanda. grabs Amanda. Richie's running back, hearing his lady scream, runs into a fucking bear trap as he sees... Amanda having been strung up in the tent over a fire as she slowly burns to death. This is actually horrifying. Yeah, yeah. But like, gruesome slash inventive deaths, like, they're already on it. Like, honestly, not surprising because that that is this franchise bread and butter. But they have done it. They're hitting it. And like, I was surprised. Like, I thought she'd go any other way yeah. but um yeah. literally, literally like, like, like a rotisserie chicken essentially her like wiggling from inside a sleeping bag like while she's burning alive is fucked up yeah and then she dies and falls out of the sleeping bag but like so yeah they're, they're hitting some remakeability points early and it looks like Mike and Whitney are the only two left we later find out that Richie's still alive hanging out in that bear trap so, so Jason I guess is like under the floorboards of the house yeah like and, and he's like stabbing his machete up through the floor he knifes Mike in the foot well, before that Mike's like get off the floor and like uh, Whitney does so she gets in but, the bathtub but Mike doesn't yeah, yeah. Well, he's trying to and well, then he gets knifed is he, is he trying to because like <laughs> There's literally like at least a good five to ten seconds, which doesn't seem like much, but for him to be like, get off the floor, you can do two, you can speak and act in the same in the same turn. You know what I, I mean? Guess, like, like I, I guess like it's funny, like he's like he's like he's crouched down for some reason. I guess yeah. like he's like trying to get up. 
It, yeah. To me, it very much looked like he was just like stumbling around, <laughs> yeah. like trying to get off. He the has floor. a very bad job, yeah. and like just gets like stabbed through like the foot, and then like the hand as well, the knee, and then the um, Achilles, and then like... Jason decides that it's taking too long, and just like rips through the floor yeah. in his own home, I guess, <laughs> through yeah. his own yeah. fucking yeah. wood floor. I mean, it's like, a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And then like just like drags this dude through and is like stabbing him to pieces as Whitney's just like hanging out in this bath. She like fucking bails. Uh, and is like Jason pursues yeah Jason pursues and then uh, gets towards her um, she finds Richie in the bear trap and fucking she's like oh shit Richie and she's like trying to save him but then Jason shows up and fucking ices Richie yeah gets him right right in the noggin like like, at least halfway down yeah Uh, and then like grabs a machete and then turns to Whitney goes to strike her and then cut to black <laughs> that sound is back. Classic Friday the Thirteenth sound, Avengers. which is actually very nice. And yeah. like, then we're like, "Oh wow, that was all the title card. We've already had two movies." Yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> they yeah. did the pre-movie movie, then they did a second pre-movie movie. <laughs> like, either would have sufficed. Man. They did not need to do both. Like, they fucking put some character development into these people. Yeah, like we like mm. we understood who all I these mean, character were. development. They're all just sex pests. Although, having said that, the first thing his friends assume is that he's jacking off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah. we don't. I guess they couldn't show it, but I get the feeling that Wade is definitely also a sex, <laughs> sex pest. Know, Maybe yeah. the worst kind. They're at least all, like, different characters. Yeah. Like, they took five characters into this camp. Like, they made them all different people and just murdered them all And then, quickly. like, because, like, spoiler alert, they don't really bother with the next lot. Yeah. Like, no. like comparing this first five, they feel way more individual than, like, the next lot totally of, like, that, rally that's team. My, that's yeah. my point. I was exhausted. Oh, <laughs> time, yeah. the, 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 I was like, you're kidding me. When the Friday <laughs> came up, you're joking. I, I'm gonna have to... You're like, this is going to be a really easy recap. Yeah, yeah like, so I was like, wow. And then look, I, I was expecting credits to roll. I was like, this is it. It's over. And, and then it was like, I have to empathize with like, Another new people. New yeah. people. Yeah. Are you they have to introduce new characters, and they're immediately unlikable. Like, yeah. as well, <laughs> the first the thing, thing we see about these people is them being dicks. And yeah. like, like, don't wrong, like, as much as the, the rest of them were dicks, like they had like better banter. Yeah. And like, like when Richie died, even though it was fucking Richie, I was kind of like. Oh, shit. There's more teens heading out to the camp. It's six weeks later. They're all in a big van. They start to get gasoline. And gee, what an ethnically diverse group of teens. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's mm. like... Well, I mean, it's kind of like they're all like, well, we need, <laughs> we, need, we need one of these two minorities. And so yeah. one, two, and the, everyone else is white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very true. But they're like, they're, 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 it feels deliberate, right? Yeah. They're like, we does, need yeah. fucking some ethnic diversity. So there's an Asian guy and there's a black guy. Yeah. You're not going to hear their names <laughs> for another hour of... Phil, but yeah. there's an Asian guy and a black guy. Yeah. Turns out the Asian guy's named Chewie and the black guy's name is Lawrence. Lawrence. Yes. But we, totally we do get we do get a bit of Lawrence, but Chewie is not named until <laughs> like until his uh like, untimely try. end. So we give them all this like service station, there's some dumb banter. Trying to buy petrol. Inside we have uh Clay, who is looking for his sister, Whitney. Trying to buy petrol from... for his cool motorbike. Yeah, yeah. And as he's there trying to ask the uh clerk if he can, um, like, leave up a poster, and the clerk's very much like, oh, I would, but the owner, he's a bit of a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he makes, like, weird. a fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> well, it's almost like he bleeps it himself. Like he's like, I would swear, but I'm not that kind of person. I mean, this movie's got to get through the fucking NPA. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Trent, the leader of the, um, I guess, rich preppy uh, yeah, teens. The guy who we just heard is called Trent, but up until I'd heard he was called Trent, I had him down as the blonde dickweed. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I thought he was called Trey at first, and I mean Trey works just as well. But anyway, yeah, he's um, like the frattest frat boy. He's literally like, hey man, uh, are you gonna actually buy anything? Because you've been up there yapping coincidentally about his missing sister yeah, exactly. but you've been up there yapping for a bit can you move aside Clay's like uh, yeah okay like moves across and then uh, he's like yeah can we get some gas and two bottles of water and then like there's some sort of back and forth like Tr- Trent's like uh, what, what? It's, it's not so cool bro and Clay's like yeah I'm not your bro and he's like oh yeah what, you're not my bro friend and like, I'm not your buddy pal yeah, <laughs> it's very much that and, it, and they're like really like squaring off and yeah. then um, Jenna Jenna diffuses uh, the situation Jenna and Trent's oh. girlfriend mm-hmm. diffuses the situation and then Clay just kind of like girlfriend in heavy inverted commas yeah the of the rest <laughs> <laughs> Some G on that one. Um, yeah, he uh, cycles away. Fucking Clay leaves on his bike. Trent and his gang leave in their car. Yep. Clay's riding around on his motorbike, looking very broody and like the dreamboat that he is. And then Officer Brack shows up, oh, pulls right, yes, Clay yes, over, yes. and is like, "You're out here looking for your sister Whitney. I know you are." And he's like, "Yeah, I totally am. I think you guys did a bad job trying to find her." And they're like, "We tried very hard, Clay. We put a lot of cops on him. Ten-year veterans. We couldn't find any evidence. I had two ten-year veterans, and I, yeah. I used them both. Yeah, I put them both on your case." He, he's like, she must have just run away. And, and Clay's like, she would have shown up at our mum's funeral. Yeah, so and, uh, uh, Whitney's mum has died in the interim <clears throat> in the six weeks. Um, yeah, wow. And uh, yeah, we get a bit of background that Clay and Whitney haven't really spoken in like six mm. months and they actually had a fight last time. So now we're back with Trent and those guys. And at this point I've written down, I'm not sure exactly what he did to make me write this down, but Trent is instantly characterized as such an irredeemable asshole. Yeah, like, he sucks. Just, it's instant. He gets in and he's just kind of like, all right, three bedrooms upstairs, a hot tub outside. You know what it is. We go boat. All right, it's it's, it's very yeah. much like AMTV. Hey, check out my crib. All yeah, right, and he's, he's just crib. like showboating for these people. As so, we so, later learn, that's probably actually why he's here. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's a weird thing to be doing. Um, one of these ratty teens is like, "Oh, dude, nice cat," and then Trent's like, "That's a bobcat." That was my dad's first kill. Yeah. <laughs> my dad kills a lot of things. Yeah. This was the first one. That was the first one. It was an accident, actually. It was the yeah. family bobcat. And, Ran it over uh, with his car. Yeah. All of these millennials are just obsessed with their phones. Yeah. They're like, I ain't got no phone signal out here. Can you believe it? You got phone signal? Oh, man. I wish I could use my phone because I'm a millennial. Well, yeah. Lawrence is there and he's like, oh, man, I got work to do. And then one of the girls is like, what work are you doing? He's like, I'm starting a label. And she's like, oh, nice. Rap? And he's like, Why'd you take to a racial place? But yes, it is rap. Yeah, but it is rap. Yeah. And for that, I mean, I think that's one of our very first pranks in this film. That, so, oh, dang. That yeah. is a bit of a prank. bit of yeah, a prank. Yeah, I right. mean, it's one that Lawrence returns to time and time again. The thing I loved about Millennial <laughs> so much is that, like, obviously when they wrote him, they were like, we're going to try and avoid <laughs> black stereotypes. <laughs> And then he, he A, commits to them so hard, but then spends the entire film fighting them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a real... And every turn, it's he's a, like... The, hey. tru- the truest conflict in the film is, yeah. the, is the internal battle of Lawrence, I yeah, would say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Chewie brings out a uh, Lucille, his custom bong. Yeah, dude. The real upshot of this scene, as you kind of already hit on earlier, Jackson, is just fucking Trent showing them around his house. They're making a bit of mess, and he's like, whoa, don't put crumbs on my dad's carpet. <laughs> like, he's just... 
obsessed with cleaning the house. It's like the only thing he cares about. Intercut with all of this nonsense happening up at the house, uh, we get Clay being an absolute heartthrob. He's riding around on his motorbike. He pulls up at this house where there's this old woman. And, like, this old woman comes to the door and he's holding up one of his, like, Whitney posters. And he's like, have you seen my sister? She's missing. And this old woman's just like, she ain't missing. She's dead. (laughs) That's such a fucked up thing to say to a person you just met. Like, her entire reasoning for thinking that she's dead is like, whenever people go missing around here, they're they're dead. (laughs) Nobody's missing in these woods. Because he just wants to be left alone. Yeah. And, like, she does not elaborate yeah. on who, who it is. Wait, who, who wants to be left alone? And then she's like, she just goodbye. Said, she just slowly <laughs> just, like, shuts the, the door, door and, like, very slowly shuffles away. So the implication is that, like, Jason kills travellers but not the locals? Like, the yeah. locals yeah, the who local- know, like, well enough to just leave him alone. Well, I mean, I guess they're all celibate, right? Like, yeah, like, that's, that's right. right. He only kills <laughs> rowdy teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, gee. So, uh, at this point, I've noted, for instilling the first sense of genuine dread in this movie, this woman's getting an MVP nomination for yeah, me. Yeah, no. I this nameless lady with the cool yeah. frames and the jump-scare dog. So, now we're back at our teens up at Trent's house, and he's just, like, yelling at them about making noise. They're inside making a mess, and, like, he goes outside to talk to Jenna, his lady friend, and she's like, hey, come for a walk with me. And he's like, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, he's like, let me get some exercise. He's like, oh, exercise? What about this sweet move? Like, he's like, I've got a new move I want to try. Which is kind of horrifying. horrifying. Listen, I've been thinking about this sexual maneuver for the past four hours, and I really want to try it out. Um, And Jenna's like, "No," and then he's like, "We can go for a hike." And she's like, "Oh, you like hikes now?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And then she walks away, and he's like, "Get me a beer." That's kind of something, right? It, it, like, do you remember when you were, like, really young, and you'd watch, like, movies and TV, and, like, the way they talk about sex... Like, it's like people have, like, special moves and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you go up and you start having sex. And you're like, oh, yeah, the, the old counterclockwise yeah. twist. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, that's a Ben, that's a ben McCallister special. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, baby, I want to try out the hammer claw. Like, yeah. you're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Every region has different, has different sort of, like, yeah, yeah. strange phenomena. But, like, literally, it happens constantly in pop culture. And they're like, oh man, I got this special technique. Yeah. <laughs> I've been itching to try this one out. I found an ancient scroll when I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've only heard good things. <laughs> from, from the scroll. Uh, at this point, I have to point out, I haven't mentioned this at this point, but I've noted it down several times. The one guy who's in the group whose name we haven't come up against yet. I think we, we get it later. Um, the, the boat bro? Yeah, the boat bro. Oh, What's boat his name? Uh, Logan. Logan is Logan. his name. As we right. find out later. <laughs> I, up until we find out his name, I've been noting him down as the Owen Wilson looking motherfucker. <laughs> because he looks like frighteningly like a young Owen Wilson. So, yeah. Uh, because like I'm always without, trying to without, without the, the broken nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I exactly. I'm always trying to have the name. So I literally have just been writing Owen. Because I was like, needed a shorthand for this guy. I character. mean, I didn't even get this dude's name. Yeah, it's like, Logan. Yeah. We, we get it, I think, once later when like someone's like, what happened to Jesse and Logan? Or whoever it is. is yeah, it Jesse right, right. Uh, Chelsea and Logan. Chelsea and Logan. Chelsea yeah. and Logan, who's the yeah the two forgettable characters. Um, moving on from these rowdy teens, though, we uh, head back to Clay, moving around uh, and <laughs> visiting in on a uh, a local um, local tradesman. Essentially, <laughs> he's got a wood chipper. <laughs> he's feeding wood into yeah. it. Yeah, and so Clay comes in holding a uh, holding one of the posters of his sister, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey!" 
and then like gets close enough and is like, hey! And this guy swings around with like a piece of wood and is about to like clock him essentially. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, oh, what are you doing? Nearly killed you. What? Are you? Ah, ah. This like really like wire dude. This strange redneck, right? Oh. And he's all like, this is Mr. Derek's property. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky he hasn't come out and shot you. People keep stealing his kerosene. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you better not be stealing no kerosene. He's yeah. like obsessed with the kerosene because we hear about it again later. He's yeah. an obsessive character, dude. I think there's a lot of things he obsessed. I would have pitched something The Kerosene Robber Could it be a spin-up Yeah, yeah no. It's like It's a movie about a guy Who hangs out near Camp Crystalli And steals <laughs> Kerosene uh, I thought it was kind of implied That it was Jason And that's how he's keeping Like lights running and shit But Who oh, the fuck knows I just went straight to Marvel Universe This is a character yeah. That's yeah. coming it, It's yeah, alright right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh there might have been An end credit scene <laughs> yeah. I literally thought that as I turned it yeah. off because there's about eight or nine minutes of credits. In yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. And like, like, like the old lady walks outside and she's like, "Where's my kerosene?" Yeah. Oh, dude, and you know the sequel's gonna be a team up of the kerosene robber and Jason Voorhees. Yeah, dude, you know he's not dead. <laughs> so this uh, guy, man, this fucking redneck who's with the wood chipper, delivers some of the most memorable lines of this movie. Yeah, he literally swings around and he's like, oh, "I came that close to pressing the start button on a whoop ass machine." <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, whatever one of the... I believe there are two writers on this film. Yeah. Whatever one of them was like, now listen, da- Damien, I've been thinking about this all night. I-, I woke up from a dream and I've written this line down. A fever dream. I just, just want to pitch it to you. It's like, I woke up in the morning and I just yeah. scrolled on a notepad. Yeah. Whoop ass I've, I've written it on my bedroom wall in my own blood. What do you think about this? <laughs> So, so like, then Clay's like, yeah, okay, dude, have you seen my sister? And he was posting, he was like, no, I haven't seen her. He, he looks at the poster and he's like, I haven't seen her, but boy, do I wish I had. Yeah, I was just whisking over <laughs> Even that guy, like, it's like, my sister's missing. And he's like, I sure wish she wasn't, because I'd fuck her. Yeah, like, she's haunted. <laughs> it's horrifying. And then, um, like, Clay walks away and the guy's just like, oh, shit, by the way, you want to buy some weed? I got like, a ton of it. I got so much fucking weed, man. It'll fuck your shit It'll right fuck up. you up. And then he's like, yeah, he's like, it'll fuck your shit up. No? Good times. <laughs> And for that interaction, you know this weedsman has to get it's an MVP like, on it. It's too easy, but also, yeah. yeah like, it was <laughs> so good. So strange. Like, he literally goes to leave. He doesn't know this guy. Like The, the, the things that, that Redneck has said to Clay, Hey, I'm going to kick your ass. Wow, dude, I'd fuck your sister. Hey, you invite some weed? It's a real roller coaster. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, I gotta stress, I got so much weed, dude. <laughs> I gotta shift it. And it's strong. <laughs> and it's, it's really real strong. strong. <laughs> I smoke more of it, but I can't. <laughs> um, we cut back to the rowdy teen house. Yep. Um, Jenna and Trent are hanging out front, like heading to the car, and then Logan and Chelsea rock up. Owen Wilson shows up in a yeah. t-shirt that says "Fuck Christmas." <laughs> um, they're gonna go, they're gonna go check out uh, like da- they want to go head like down by the lake. And Chelsea's like, "Do you guys want to come?" And Logan's like, "Their hand up over his neck, like, nah, dude, don't like forget about us, sort of thing." Which would be fine. Which would be fine as like a no, we're gonna go down here. Like, give us some privacy. Give us some privacy, man. Instead, he starts like fucking humping the air, and like his tongue's rolling around. He's really yeah. working his hips into it, and like Jenna and Trent are both like, "All right, <laughs> here's the keys to my dad's car. Yeah, <laughs> have fun, you yeah. crazy kids. Don't drive my fucking boat. Don't drive you the know boat. I'm the captain. But also, when Trent's like, "We'll leave you guys to it," Logan looks at him like, "Thanks, bro," and then like. 
the look that Trent gives back is just like this slow nod, like, yeah, <laughs> remember to thank me on the way back. Yeah. Like, it, is, it is the worst. One thanks is not enough for me, Trent. <laughs> Man, we can't, we can't gloss over how awesome the t-shirt that just says fuck Christmas yeah, is. Yeah, what though. is that? Like, I would wear the shit out of that t-shirt. Are you kidding if you're a fan on Twitter and you want to send me a t-shirt that says fuck Christmas... Yeah, fucking go for it. I won't Especially because, like, the, the you and the C that are, like, bleeped out are little snowflakes. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, which wouldn't actually work in this hemisphere, dude. So you'd have to move. So, Trent's... the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't stay here we anymore. We just get, like, burnt, uh, burnt sausage? I don't know. Yes. What's this? <laughs> Comedy, but I can't risk your life. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Thank you yeah. so much. Because, uh, yeah, there's people out there. <laughs> I put a lot of people in prison. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I can't, we'll I can't stress that enough. Yeah. So Jenna's asking Trent like why he's being such a dick. Like he's like, why did you bring everyone out here if you didn't want them to fuck or drink? Did you literally bring them out here so they could be impressed by your house? And he's and like, he, like, oh no, no, <laughs> he, like, no. Doesn't really answer. He's just I could. Kind of, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Logan and Chelsea are off, to, like, in the car, and he's like, isn't it so funny that when Trent said, please don't drive my boat, all I wanted to yeah. do was drive his of boat? Of course I was going to do that. And then Chelsea's yeah. like, isn't it funny that I thought that was hot? Yeah. And then he's like, nice! <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah! And then just, like, keeps speeding away. And that is that whole scene. Yeah. Um, that car almost flips in that Yes, yeah, I know. He's a terrible driver. <laughs> yeah, he's a terrible oh, driver. God. Okay, so, so Clay shows up at the house, like Jenna lets him in, and like for no reason, like Trent just immediately starts being such a dick. He's like, whoa, bro, you gotta get out of here. They nearly get into a fight, and then Jenna defuses the situation again. She's um, like, I'll walk you out. She follows him outside, and, and fucking Trent's like, babe, wait! Yeah, babe, babe! Hey, babe, wait, babe, babe, wait, babe. She's like, what are you doing? What are you up to? And Clay's like, I'm going to check out the other side of the lake. And she's like, do you want some company? And he's like, hell yeah. I think yeah. Trent's about to get cuffed. Dude. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, and yeah, so Jenna and Clay just like head off together. Oh, but this is the bike bit. This is fun. Yeah, of course. Just bike bit. <laughs> yeah, take us through it, Barney. <laughs> Where Jenna walks up to Clay's bike and just says, does this run? <laughs> like... He has been either pushing the bike and rolling down hills. Like, she's seen the bike before as well. Like, she saw it at the petrol station. Yeah. How did you get here? What? Well, your bike obviously doesn't work. Did you get your ride? Or like, yeah. It's- it just throws him so... Like, oh, my God. Just the image of him, like, saddled on the bike, just using his legs to push it. Like yeah. A, Does this just... bike run? Well, luckily, it's all been downhill. Up until here. <laughs> yeah. So I just pushed myself off. And, like, luckily enough, like, this is yeah. where I got to... Let me tell you, not looking forward to getting home. Yeah, way home's going to be rough. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I could just chill out here. My boyfriend's being yeah. kind of a dick. You know, when you let me in, I was actually relieved. Because yeah. I don't know where to sleep. But, like... I can only try... Travel down <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my current theory is that if I just keep going, eventually I'll go all the way around the world and I'll end up back in my house. <laughs> 
I'm really, I'm really worried if I miss her because I can't head back. Like, like once I've gone past, I can't go back until I do a full circuit. <laughs> this is my third time around. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's been six years. <laughs> I've been heard from my sister. I've been a wife and kids. I'm going to go home. So now we cut back to this redneck dude. <laughs> And this is where this movie, like, this is the first time I wrote it down, like, this is literally, like, a completely different movie. <laughs> like, yeah. think, of, think about it. Like, they're not, like, we're, like, nearly an hour into the movie, like, they're not at Camp Crystal Lake. It's a bunch of characters we've just met, all hanging out in some house, like, some cool party mansion. And, like, now there's this redneck dude, like, jerking off to a porno mag while he's getting high, like, talking about kerosene. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, 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 I kind of want to retract my MVP nomination <laughs> for this dude, like, opening this, like, porno mag, and, like, the full spread, and, like, literally being like, oh, here I go, and just starts licking the magazine, being like, you like that? Yeah. Like, it's a lot. This guy has some issues. Yeah, yeah real. But he, his entire character development is just, like, fucked up on top of fucked up. Yeah. Because, like, spoiler alert, he goes up in the attic because he hears some noises and he finds a mannequin and he's like, you ever taken my virginity, Mrs. Yeah. Mannequin? Yeah, he's like, oh, you better believe I'm going to fuck you again. And it's like... What? And let's, let's, be, let's be very clear here. This is not a sex doll. No, it's This is a mannequin. mannequin. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> It's, it's very improvised, it has to be. Like, if you haven't seen this movie and you just listened to like the last two minutes of us describing this scene, like you probably think we're taking the piss. No, like, that literally all happens. It's a department store mannequin. The thing is, in this entire scene, the only people that he talks to are the porno mag. When I say people, that's a loose term. <laughs> the porno mag. The bear? The stuffed bear? Yeah, it's also okay. a stuffed bear, it's, yeah. It's a stuffed bear, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the mannequin. The mannequin and then Jason. That's But he says so many words. I know. Like, yeah. So spoiler alert, he's up there because like, he hears these freaky noises and he's like, better not be somebody stealing kerosene again. He's so honest, dude. That's yeah, he's honest. <laughs> he finds the mannequin. It's just a mannequin, but then Jason's there and he's like, whoa, dude, chill out. Well, also, as Jason's pushing him around, at one point he puts an arm out over the mannequin and I was like is this two trying to save the mannequin she's given so much to me I assumed that this scene was a link back to in the first film when the the cook who dies immediately in the first in the first film Annie Annie uh, talks to the dog at the service station. <laughs> I assume that this was the link to that. Yeah, yeah when she's when she when she scopes that dog dick. Yeah, she's like, whoa, you're hey, a boy, dog. Yeah, hey girl. Oh, hey boy. Yeah. <laughs> On the way over here, Barney, we were talking about the film, yeah. and Barney said like. You don't spot a dog dick that easily unless it's unless it's erect. Yeah. <laughs> like, so she's like, "Oh, hey girl, whoa, oh, hey boy." But also that the dog is running the service station in this crazy <laughs> town. <laughs> and then that the right she talks to the dog and then she just walks away. Yeah, like, she doesn't go inside. So what I want to know is then is this character the the vigil well what is he then what's his name? <laughs> Do we even get oh, his name? Oh, oh, crazy Ralph, the vigilante guy. That's yeah. like that. Yeah, dude, he literally doesn't get he doesn't get named in the credits. Anyway, dude. So okay, at this point, I've got something that I have to address, which is both a question and then also a theory in terms of answering my own question, which I think 
informs They're the, the best question. The <laughs> rest of the movie. Yeah. So, like, earlier, we had that spooky old lady being like, he just wants to be left alone, like, implying that, like, he just kills, like, travelers, like, people who don't know, like, how to leave him alone. This guy, like, supposedly lives out here near Camp Crystal Lake, right? So, like, why is Jason killing him now? Like, why now? Mm. And and furthermore, I have a theory. I think it's because this guy took Jason's weed. <laughs> I think all the weed out by Camp Crystal Lake is Jason's weed. That, like, the teens from the star were out there trying to get the weed, and so he murders them. This guy steals all his weed, so he just kills yeah, him. Yeah, and that's and, why he's, he's hearing his mum's voice yeah, inside dude, his he head all the time. Loves yeah. He's just baked out of <laughs> He's, he's, his whole place is an absolute mess because he's yes. just stoned Dude, the whole I literally, time. Like, at this point, I understand. I'm like, this informs the rest of the movie. He's a massive stoner. And all he cares about is Kush. Um, we also have here in this scene that this is when Jason finds his mask. Yeah. Uh, because um, whatever this dude's name is, uh, rips off the... Like the Hessian sack that he's been wearing as a mask, and then Jason finds a hockey mask and is like, "Oh, this is very much my speed," and then uh, puts it on. But I love the fact that the the, the the Hessian sack gets ripped off, and then the redneck goes like, "Oh man, that's wrong." <laughs> he's like, "Dude, you're all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked up." Like shames Jason for how he looks, and then Jason obviously takes that in, listens to it. <laughs> Ow, that hurts. At this point, I've noted, like, man, how fucking rich is Trent's dad? Because we're back with Logan and Chelsea, and, like, he's got that house. He's also got a private jetty with a speedboat on the other side of the lake. Like, this is some opulence on display. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Clay and Jenna are back at the camp now, like, the original, like, camp, camp well, they're, they're near it. Yeah, they're, um, they're tooling around. Clay and... finds the GPS. Yeah, he's the world's greatest detective. They're walking along, having a conversation, and Clay's like, wait, hang on a second. And, like, bends down and just finds this GPS. And it's like, it's a broken GPS thing. Like, <laughs> interesting. Oh, <fascinating. laughs> yeah. So that's literally all that happens. That's the there, whole scene. Because now we're back to Chelsea. Some Logan. wet stunts. Oh, having sexy, sexy water skiing. Yeah. Oh, so wow. we're doing some uh, topless water Probably skiing. wakeboarding, hey? Like, because she's on a board. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah so, topless wakeboarding. Yeah. And yeah, for some reason, she's topless. And which Logan doesn't seem to realize at first. He's driving away, then looks around, sees that she's topless, and is like, oh yeah, nice! <laughs> nice, dude! Yeah, so obviously he was just like too busy tooling around at the boat for like yeah. uh, half an hour. One thing I noticed in this scene was when we cut to them wakeboarding, there's a very, very strong change of light from the previous scene. So they have been wakeboarding for a while. Right? Hours. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's something that, like, the, the, the conceit of time in this film, and I, we're going to come back to it, it gets a little weird. From the moment that Jenna and Clay set off until the end of the film, things don't make a lot of sense <laughs> yeah. given how much time at, they at take. At a certain point, like, it literally just transitions from day to night. Like, yeah. instantly. Yeah. yeah. And then we jump back to, uh, back to, back to the, the Rowdy Teen House. Where this Trent... is where they're playing beer pong. Yeah, dude. Um, and Trent has apparently lost 10 games in a row. Yeah, so Chewie Chew- Chew- and Lawrence trying to pick the right uh, ping pong ball to use. Uh, like, Trent's like talking shit. They sink the cup. They've won. And then they're like, they grab Chewie, pulls off his shoe, fills it full of liquor, and is like, you gotta do it, dude. You gotta and shoot like, the boot, dude. Yeah, and then Trent's like, nah, man, this is my house. I- I- I'm a rich fuck. I can do what I want. And then Chewie's like, you've lost 10 in a row. <laughs> That is obscene to me. That's a lot of games of people to lose in a row. We then uh, jump back to the wet, wet stunts. We're we're zooming around. 
Chelsea falls off her board. Everyone's um, laughing. Yeah, time. Logan's like, ah, like spins the boat around to try and grab her. And then Jason fucking nails him in the head <laughs> with a bow and arrow. Dude, Jason is an incredible marksman. Like, incredible. Gotta be one of the best in the world. Yeah. yeah. Like, Olympic quality at least. Like, nailing a moving target in a speedboat through the fucking skull. Well, the best thing is. Something else. The best thing is, okay, so. The boat is heading... Say if the boat is heading south to north. Travelling at 35 kilometres yeah, an hour. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I got a little, uh, little <laughs> equation for you. Little math but say if the boat is heading south to north, uh, Logan gets hit in the head and the boat actually like runs over Chelsea and like whacks her in the head. Yeah. She looks to her left and Jason is there with the bow. <laughs> How did he shoot him in the back of the head? Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> whatsoever. Unless this guy has... Have you ever seen Wanted? Yeah. <laughs> Unless this dude has that whole curve bow thing that he like points out that way and just like curves the arrow around yeah, dude, in like, a perfect words. parabola, like wow, dude, that's true. He's <laughs> got to be one of the greatest marksmen of all time. Yeah, but like leading to that, Chelsea sees this dude in a ho- hockey mask just watching her, pulls out a machete, and she's like, "Oh God!" and just like starts swimming away. It's kind of implied that maybe he has some kind of tunnel network. Later, but like anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Jenna and Claire are at old Camp Crystal Lake now. I guess that's literally all there is to say. They're there. They're walking around. Yeah, nothing um, much happens there. We get, we we come back to Chelsea. She's gone to the other side of the jetty, and well, she's some jetty somewhere. S- yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she's hiding in her jetty, and then Jason's instantly there. He's walking around. She's just like kind of like hanging out there, be like like trying to be as quiet as she can. Jason moves around a bit, stops. And then just stabs through the jetty into her skull and then lifts her up so we get one last look at her breasts. Just one last look at the titties, dude. Which is just like this whole film. That's just what it just sums it up. You don't need to show that no, unless no. you're like, we gotta get one last look. Yeah. She's contractually obligated to get him out three times. <laughs> yeah. So like there's gotta be one more in here because no, she's dead now. So now we're back to Clay and Jenna. They're walking around the camp, they find some spooky shit. I can't also, remember what exactly. It is nighttime it's now. now. Dark. Yeah. How long has she been hanging out with this motherfucker? Like, yeah. Jenna was like, I'll walk you to the other side of the lake and spend six hours with you, apparently. Like, Yeah, I guess we don't know what time they got out to the house, but, like, it, it seems like it's it's not just, like, sun's going down. It's, like, yeah. dark now. They, yeah. yeah, they literally walk around. They find something spooky, and they're like, I can't remember what is the spooky thing they find. It's like a burnt doll. Yeah, burnt up doll. That's right. And then Chloe's like, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, they, they're about to leave. Um, Clay's torch runs out of battery. Uh, he's like, let me just stop right here in this spooky place and change my batteries, even though she has a working torch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he, which seems nothing. They spot Jason carrying bodies over, so they hide, which is nuts because anytime anyone gets close to Jason, he's immediately on the scent, but they are able to spot him mm. like as a being and they like hide. Um, but they hide on some boats. Jason spots Clay's pack and then like starts like making a mess of like these boats they were hiding under. They manage to move away and then Jason just like moves on essentially. Yeah, he finds their bags though. Like mm. so he finds like one of their their backpacks and is like, oh fuck, there are people here. And he like goes out like looking around, he's knocking over boats and shit. At this point I've noted down, and I'm really impressed with myself considering how quickly these two things came together, where I was like, I bet Whitney's still alive. Yeah. Because she looks like Mrs. Voorhees, and that's a really nice nod to the second movie in the franchise, where, like, at the end of the second film, like, the last girl left alive, like, finds, like, Mrs. Voorhees' jumper and, like, puts it on, and is like, Jason, 
leave me alone, you motherfucker, you better go outside, and he gets all like, he's like, whoa, is that my mom, and he's all like, I don't know what's going on, and then like, that's, you know, provides the requisite distraction for someone to kill the guy, and I was like, the fact that we got a shot of them being like, hey, you look like this person, I'm like, I bet he's keeping her alive somewhere, because fucking, she looks like his mother, the very next thing we see <laughs> after I write that down, Clay and Jenna run away, they trip a wire that twinkles some bells down in a little bunker, and who's sitting in the bunker but Whitney, alive. But also like, how ingenious is Jason. Like, yeah, dude. Like, because I feel like in earlier films, he's like an unstoppable killing machine. In this film, he's a fucking, like, Bear Grylls tactical genius who has rigged up this whole, I guess, like, over decades, right? But, like, has rigged up this whole camp. Elaborate with, like, bunker, alarms dude. and traps and everything. I, I couldn't help but thinking, like, of the long days that Jason has spent digging. Yes! Yeah! It <laughs> literally must have like, been years <laughs> just digging. <laughs> I'm literally like fitting everything out, yeah. ringing those bells up. Like it's intense. I mean, and he can't even clean his fucking house. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah. This dude has been like been tireless in like building these like elaborate traps and alarm systems. Mm. Just fucking sweep your place out like yeah, once. Come on, man. Do you think like no one ever taught him to clean? So anytime anything gets dirty, he just like digs a new tunnel. This room is ruined. Oh, no. <laughs> so Jason comes down to the bunker. Whitney's there. She's screaming a lot. Well, like, okay, so Jason goes over to this, like, whetstone, like, sharpening wheel and, like, spins it and stuff, like, sharpening his machete. And we get, like, a flashback to, like, like, Mrs. Voorhees being, like, beheaded with a machete. I guess with the same machete. But, like, who is that for? Like, who's yeah. having that flashback? Yeah. It is and for Jason. Yeah. But, like, so he's sharpening the machete, which presumably he's very familiar with, his yeah. machete. It's, like, his fucking off-court buddy. He, <laughs> he loves this thing. And then, like, he remembers watching Mrs. Voorhees get beheaded and just starts wigging the fuck out. Like, yeah. he starts picking shit up and just smashing up his own fucking house. And again, <laughs> this is a place in which he's, like, built elaborate alarm yeah. systems and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And he's just kicking it to shit. Yeah. Turns away and walks away, I guess, to well, go he, smoke well, some kush. This is, <laughs> at this point, like, uh, he gets real close and Whitney actually says, like, Jason. And he sort of, like, calms down for a bit. Mm. And then just, like, bails and starts, like, heading off to kill... Uh, to kill her brother and his his uh, newfound friends. So Whitney gets uh, into Clay's oh, bag, yeah, of course, yes. and she finds a poster of herself that says "Missing Whitney," which is what the posters <laughs> say. And then she's like, "Oh, Clay must be here." She grabs the GPS from yeah, before, breaks it open, and then like digs out this little part and uses it to start trying to break out of her handcuffs. For that. She gets a fucking MVP oh, nod the from same me. thing, dude. Like, she she succeeds in picking the lock. Yeah. She pulls apart the GPS. She pulls a little bit of wire. She's fucking MacGyver. Like, she fucking manages to get her manacles off with a piece of wire. Like, that's quite impressive. Uh, everyone's sort of, like, fucking around. Like, Chewie's, like... Basically, they're, they're literally, like, sitting down, watching Bree just kind of, like, sexy grinding dance, with no one. She's yeah. um, Lawrence is like, uh, Chewie, what are you doing? Uh, and, like... Um, He's like, I got more chance of fucking a penguin than that girl. Yeah. Which is... Strange, yeah. A really strange way to say it, right? Yeah. Like, there's probably easier like, ways I mean, like, you could express that. So at this point, I'm noting down, like, it's nighttime. Like, last time Trent saw Jenna, she was walking off with this guy that he just hates for no reason. Why is Trent not even a little bit worried well, about she Jenna? She didn't even say goodbye. What it seems like happened is, like, he was like, oh, no, this dude can't come in here. And she's like, I'll walk you out. And then they just walked off. <laughs> she walks off with a stranger. 
and he's just not even a little bit worried. Like, not even like, not even like, it, it would be so easy for them to have a line where he's just like, gee, where's Jenna got to? Well, he's probably running like guided tours on the hour. And yeah, so it's like, true. Well, yeah. it's 545. Uh, you guys, oh, we're going to the basement this time. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's mint. <laughs> Come and see my shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Bree is like open to Chewie's advances. We like see him. Uh, so Lawrence has like lit, lit his shot on fire. And like Bree's like, let me show you how to, you know, how to like take one of those. You gotta like blow and suck, and he's like, "Oh, you're good at that." And she's like, "Yeah." And then like it's like, a, "Oh, maybe Chewie's got a shot here." And then he puts the like the drink like the shot to his lips and like burns himself, and then flips over backwards onto a chair, breaks it. Apparently, it's a family heirloom. And speaking of MacGyver, fucking Trent is like, "You guys better MacGyver this shit and fix this chair," Dude, which like- is such an unreasonable request. To ask your, like, stoned friends being like, you broke my chair? <laughs> Fucking fix it! <laughs> like, you can't wait till tomorrow. You gotta do this right now. And, like, he doesn't care about Jenna, but he's, like, literally in tears over a chair. Yeah. Like, and- they cut to his face. Yeah. Like, he's, like... On the verge of tears about this chair. And then fucking Chewie's like, oh, don't worry, dude, I'll go fix it. I'll go, there's a chair down there, I'll go fix it. They don't call me the wood wizard because I masturbate a lot. <laughs> At no point <laughs> has he been called the wood wizard. <laughs> <laughs> At no point ever again is a reference that he woodworks. Yeah, he's like, good with woodworking. This is one of those things that like happens in these kinds of movies a lot. Like Definitely also happened in the original, where like... They, they did character development for these characters and then never brought it up again. We had so like, like fucking like Marcy being like, I'm very afraid of storms. Exactly. Like Marcy having a whole monologue about being afraid of storms and then just traipsing around in her underwear through storms and like not giving a fuck. Or like Alice like loving drawing and being a really good artist and then like never literally again. just never comes up again. So like things that have happened so far in this movie. Fucking uh, Lawrence starting a rap label. Does it come up again? No. Chewy being a woodworker. Yeah, dude, I would kill for like 45 seconds of freestyle. Dude, Morris. over the credits? Yeah. Will Smith style? Lawrence <laughs> <laughs> like, comes in and wraps the movie? So Trent leaves to go cheat on Jenna with Bree, I guess. Yeah. And Chewy goes down to the shed to get tools. Yeah, and... he kind of like just, he just like walks in and like, oh, these people are rich. You'd call this a house anywhere else, which is, I don't think you would because it's like full of like tools and shit, but anyway. Like tools. Um, yeah. He like <laughs> poor people all live in tool sheds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he walks around. He finds like a, a cabinet full of like uh, whiskey, and then finds a bottle of Lagavulin, which you know, delicious. But like he's this there, and he's like, oh, well, this is a, a very rich experience for me, and just starts like necking Lagavulin essentially. Yeah, dude, that's opulent. Yeah, it is opulent. <laughs> so there's like a really long gratuitous sex scene. Like I guess Breeze like fucking Trent for some reason, and yeah. he, he says a lot of really cringeworthy stuff. Like mm-hmm. you're. Is this your tits are stupendous? stupendous. So juicy, dude. Which is like the closest thing to a title pitch for the movie that I've heard this far. Yeah. Like other than the ones from earlier. Um, While this is happening, Lawrence is downstairs, like flicking through a catalog looking for something to beat it to. He's hitting this bong really hard. And then he's like, (laughs) presenting this catalog, he's like, come on, you gotta give me something. Gotta give me something. Finds like an image of like a mum in a sweater and he's like, I'm about to ruin your day. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, what a horrible that thing is to say. Horrible. Like, horrible. Unless that's like talking to the audience in like a really clever, like, <laughs> meta way or something like that. Because it ruined my day. Because yeah. um, I was really liking Lawrence up until this point in which he was like, but also like, who fucking like is like ripping on a bong and like, I gotta jack off immediately. Yeah, immediately. Oh, oh, fuck. Like, Lawrence yeah. Horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chewie's gonna be back 
any minute. Yeah. It's like, I gotta tug one out right now. Yeah, they're upstairs. I, I've got, My like, imagination will not do. I would rather look at a picture of a fully clothed woman wearing, like, jeans and a t-shirt. Well, I guess one of Trent's comments that he says when he's looking at the breasts. Yeah, he the carries breasts. carries so long. Yeah. Uh, is... Excellent nipple placement. You've got perfect nipple placement. Which is very technical. That is very technical. But keep in mind, this is a guy that has a lot of moves. Was that his move? <laughs> was he like, like, I've got a line coming out <laughs> and it is pretty good. His move was to lay there and get fucked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he does in this sex scene. Because we see like four cuts of this same scene. Yeah. What we see he is, is that them making out, him lying down, her undressing taking down his pants and him just lying there as she fucks him. Was that his move? <laughs> yeah, was he like, oh, I, fe- I figured something out and it's going to change the game. Baby, you yeah. better believe it. You're going to do the work. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here. So whilst all this is happening, Clay and Jenna rock up and they call the cops. They're like, there's a murder going on. I'm Clay. Come here for the murder. And he hangs up the phone and the, the like Lawrence is just immediately like, oh, the cops are coming and starts like hiding the bomb. Yeah. He's, just yeah. Like, He's like, dude, I'm so, don't fuck with me. Jenna goes up to the room where Bree and Trent are having sex and it's like pounding on the door and she's like, hey guys, you in there? And like, she can clearly hear them having sex and they're like, fuck off, we're busy. And like, so at this point, like, I totally understand, like, not caring about him cheating, like, in the face of, like, this horrifying murder that's going on. But, like, she doesn't, like, even seem, like, the least bit surprised. No. Like, like, it just doesn't register with her that he's in there banging their friend. Like, she's literally just like, guys, come on! Like, no part of her is like, hey, are you cheating on me right now? What the fuck, man? Also, this murder's happening. Well, but, like, but even, like, like, and we are shown to see that, like, like, Trent is, like, an absolute dick and that sort yeah. of thing. And that also Brie is, like, super into drama and that sort of thing. But at the point in which, like, his girlfriend is banging on the door... You'd think they'd be like, oh, fuck, like, Jenna's here, and, like, that'd be the obvious conflict sort of thing. And we just keep cutting back to them having sex. Yeah. Like, it goes on for so long. So now we cut back to the shed, where Chewie's in there, they're making a lot of noise, and I guess he just gets fucking iced. Jason puts a screwdriver through his fucking throat. In a really gratuitous way. Yeah. Like, he gets... They on it. He gets, like, really murdered. Like, yeah. Not even, like, slightly it's murdered. It's definitively murdered, I would like, say. The other ones have been pretty... Oh, but yeah, like, pretty open like, He gets dumb. Also, at some point in here, we get some nice POV shots from Jason's perspective, which, for me, is one of our points of remakeability. Mm-hmm. So it is not until after this guy's dead that we actually learn that he was called Chewie. Yeah. Um, because, like, I guess we see Trent and Bree both not... Um, like, yeah, they both not really yeah, hard. The, 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 eight seconds, we get told. The, yeah, eight eight seconds, so like, eight seconds in battle. Yeah, like, so they, Mad battle sessions. They both nut. Like, Whitney has made it out. She runs up to the window. She's, like, about to, like, like bang on the window where they're in there fucking. And then, like, Jason carries her away. We don't see what happens to her. So Trent, fresh off cheating on his girlfriend, comes downstairs and immediately starts accusing Jenna of cheating on him. He's just like, you've been out all day with this guy. Fucking He says, You've been gone for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> and so if that is not an exaggeration, which probably is giving this trend, but if we take that as like Bible fact, it means that Jenna was like, Oh, you got on the other side of the lake? Yeah, I'll come with you. 
and then spent eight hours of clay, a person she met that day, just looking around. And, like, they didn't bring food or anything like that. Like, just, like, fucking tooling around for eight hours. Well, later when we dip back into the DVD, we'll see all the deleted scenes. Yeah, where, nice. Like, of them just, like, sitting down on the log. Like, like having a little like, nosh on some sandwiches. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Awesome. Packed lunches. Mm, some cut lunch, that's right. So oh. now Lawrence is going outside looking for Chewie. Uh, Trent's not even a little bit concerned. He's like, there's no murders going on. What Man, the fuck are you talking fucking, about? No, Lawrence gets a fucking MVP nod for me, like, right here. Because he's so fucking loyal. Like, literally, he's like, my boy Chewie's out there. I'm I'm not leaving him out there. And everyone else is like, what are you doing? And he's like, no, fuck that. Grabs, like, a big old wok, using it as, like, a shield. Grabs, like, a... Like a, a fire poker? Like, a fire poker. Grabs that as his sword. And his head's out. And everyone's like, what are you doing? He's like, no, nah, I don't give a fuck. I'm getting my friend back. I gotta go talk to Chewie. And, like... That's fucking dope, dude. He gets an MVP on for me a minute later. Because, you know, fucking surprise, surprise, he gets confronted by Jason. And he lands the first hits on Jason. Yeah. Like, mm. he's attacking Jason. He's fucking poking him with the thing. He's like, fuck you, motherfucker. And then he, like, runs away. And he gets out of there. And, yeah. like, he, like, yeah, like, like Lawrence, like, he's attacked Jason. Like, he's running away. Jason picks up this, uh, this woodcutting axe. And then, like, o- two hands overhead, like, throws it. Catches Lawrence in the back. And Lawrence is like, ah! Um, literally, Trent's like, there's no one out there. There's nothing going on. Don't worry about it. And then a second later, you just hear Lawrence being like, ah, help me! <laughs> so it becomes clear that Jason's using Lawrence's bait to try and get them all to come outside. Uh, they don't really know what to do about that. They just kind of like have a few moments of indecision. Jason shows up and finishes Lawrence off. And where are the police? That's an important thing to worry yeah. about. The next thing we see, like Jason's on the roof now. There's only four teens left. We got uh, Bree, we got Trent, we got Jenna, we got Clay, and like we don't know what's happened to Whitney. Like so now Trent's convinced because he heard the screaming. He goes off to get like a gun that his dad apparently has in the house somewhere. And Bree just kind of like walks terrified around the house for yeah, no dude. real reason. She's just trying to find Trent, and she just stares at that open window for a yeah. long yeah. time, a yes. long she has time. Nothing about it. So, so we're here, right? Like, I want to know, like, why Jason doesn't just break the fuck in? Like, he's literally like, well, I'm essentially unkillable, and I've murdered all of these teens, and there's four of them left, and I really want them all dead, but oh, they're inside a building. Maybe he was just, like, outside smoking a J. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's yeah, got to yeah, be yeah, the only yeah. answer. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm so glad I got all my weed back off that redneck <laughs> He started to question his motives. Yeah. He was like, more weed, man. More yeah. weed. Get back in it. Do you think all the kerosene is for like his lighter that he carries around? Yeah. He's just burning through so much kush it's that. that he like needs to like, keep his lighter stocked up. Is that and to power the generators on his hydroponics. <laughs> He's just churning out weed, dude. So Jason like has got in through that window that she spent like 45 minutes looking at and he takes down Bree in a stealth kill. He mm. like fucking smothers her mouth. She's like trying to scream but he smothering her and then he like hangs her on a towel rack yeah he literally like pushes her onto like the rack on the back of the door that you put like bathrobes on yeah and she's instantly dead and makes no noise like i'm not convinced that she'd be dead and even if she was gonna die because of that like instantly and silently listen the film has like i've I've believed it so far didn't sell for me that one (laughs) I'm starting to doubt the veracity of this film's claims. But at least everyone who's died, you've been like, well, they're dead. Yeah. Like, he got an arrow through his skull, he got a machete in the brain. Like, this person's literally like, he pushes her into a towel rack. (laughs) I like the inventiveness of hanging someone on a towel rack, 
But it's like, there should have been like a finish in some way, not just kind of like, I've been choking you a bit, and now you're on a tower rack, and instantly dead. Instantly, yeah. yeah. you got to remember, this is the same character that wouldn't close a window. So I feel like yeah. she gives up easily. <laughs> so uh, you, but you think she's just kind of like, ah, oh, that... Yeah. <laughs> I think she hit the tower rack and was There's just like, There's a splash oh. of light at the end of the tunnel, and she's yeah. like, she's <laughs> yeah, running, for running for it. Fuck this, yeah. I'm done. A cop rocks up. <laughs> the same cop from before. But yeah. also, like, if you, if, you, <laughs> if you call the police, and you're like, I'm reporting a homicide... Send backup, please. Do they send one person? Like, that seems obscene to me. All the 10-year veterans are busy working the case. Here. Yeah, yeah. The only guy they're all looking waiting. for Whitney. Yeah, yeah, that's the true hubris and the, the fatal flaw. Okay, so the cop is instantly killed. Yeah, the cop, like, knocks on the door and then Jason jumps off the roof and just fucking, like, nails this dude, essentially. Right between the shoulder blades into the door. They're running around in the house. They think Jason's in the house. They're very spooked. Fucking Trent unloads his pistol like through the bathroom door. Like just shooting Breeze now limp. Yeah, now dead body, right? So like then like something falls inside. They're like, oh, what's going on? They open the bathroom door. He sees like Breeze's dead body and his instant response is, he killed Bree, and he closes the door. Like for all he knows, he just killed Bree through the bathroom door. Yeah. Like he unloaded the entire fucking magazine also, through the bathroom door. I hate to bring it up; it's very Oscar Pistorius. I had the same. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, it's a murderer." <laughs> The murderer killed Bree, guys! <laughs> when the door and when? They head out the front of the building after that Oscar Pistorius moment. Yeah. And uh, they find the cop car. They're all trying to get away. Jack gets in the cop car. And his instant response is, Hey, Jenna, fuck this guy. Let's get out of here. Like, he literally is like, fuck Clay. Because yeah, you For have no reason. There are enough seats in the car to get yeah. away. Yeah. Um, but before they can, like, Jason throws Bree's body onto the car. Which yeah, makes yeah. it unusable, apparently. Yeah. Like they're like, "Oh fuck, this police car! It's like it's broken now." So they all run into the woods. At this point, I've noted down like, "Where the fuck is Whitney?" Because Whitney was literally at the house, right? And then Jason like took her away. Well, he just like, like he's like jumping her back. Yeah, he you literally jumper. It's that he literally like teleported. right? Yeah, he had yeah. to teleport her back and then teleport back to the house because yeah. like, he's instantly back there. And like Whitney's back tied up in the fucking under dungeon. But anyway, they all run off into the woods. Trent, like, loses the gun, tries to pick it up in the water, he can't find it. Then he gets out on the road, and he has an encounter with a very spooky truck. Oh, boy. So this truck pulls up, and this guy, like, motions out the window, like, get in, man, come on, what are you waiting for? And then, like... Trent takes, like, two minutes to be like, will I get in this truck and escape? But he, like, he doesn't know if it's the killer, right? And we don't either. But then, Jason shows up behind him... And, like, the guy driving the truck fucking bless his heart, this poor dude, like, looks in his little side mirror, sees a machete just come through the chest of the guy that he was just gesturing to his truck, and he literally is just like, oh. <laughs> and just, like, starts driving away. He doesn't make a sound. He literally, he says nothing. He just starts being like, oh, fuck yeah. me. Like, and then trying Jason, to start his And then, car. like, Jason just, like, throws uh, Trent's body, like, sticks him into the back of his truck, and the truck just drives away with, like... Trent's like still like death throwing body like on the back shaking around I think fuck Trent he had more time to check out what the like like if he's running away from a murderer you check faster Mm. maybe Jason's gotten in the car but like there is a confirmed murderer chasing you through this forest you get on that car faster yeah I actually thought this was a great piece of uh, storytelling you know calling back to our friend the redneck because I assume this is the farm that's getting all that kerosene stolen Right. Oh, this Mr. Derek or whatever? This is Mr. Derek? Also, oh. did, was I seeing things or did he not have an oxygen 
He did seem to have an oxygen. Uh, yeah, that, that, okay. I didn't notice that. But yeah, no, well. he yeah. definitely did. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad he got away. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this poor guy, dude. Like, literally, that's so fucked what up. What a night! What yeah. a night! What a yeah. night! So now we're back with Janet and Clay, and they're like above the bunker where Whitney is. Like, how the fuck did they get there? Also, yeah. also, why? Why did they go why? back to the camp? Because they don't know Whitney's alive. That's at this right. Point. Yeah. So why were they like, oh fuck, Jason? We did see that place that was kind of like his place. Let's go there. Yeah, that place <laughs> that we saw him yeah. earlier. Surely yeah. you're running for your life. Like, are they trying to kill him? What is their plan? They yeah, hear, they like, do. Whitney screams. They open a little hole in the ground, and they're like, well, I guess we gotta go in there. Yeah, <laughs> into the tunnel. down in there. They're down in this little hole underground. They find Whitney. There's a very nice reunion. Well, I have here, here like, the film just kind of slows down It gets... So, this is when, like, it's 18 minutes, and, like, right? Like, they're in the hole. They're getting Whitney. Jason's in the hole. He's chasing them. They're trying to free Whitney. Like... How can this take 18 minutes? Like, yeah. we, are, we are at the critical moment. We've reached the climax this film, of this movie. This film peaks with the death of Lawrence, and then, like, the death of Brie is okay, mm. but everything after that is just kind of like, all right, we know what we're getting to, let's it's just, like, fucking speed genuine along. Genuine snooze fest. Yeah. So, like, Jason's there, they get out just in time, they're running through the tunnels, Clay finds a little hole, he, like, rips the cover off, and he's like, everyone get through the hole! Like, fucking Clay and Whitney get through the hole, but Jenna's taking so long, and she gets fucking iced through the back with the machete. It's pretty It odd. felt like a pretty unearned yeah, death as exactly. well, because yeah. Jenna was, like, pretty supportive, and, like, like, it could have been the three of them that got away, or she could have died in, like, a following scene. Like, she's literally like, we're gonna get through the hole, we're gonna get through the hole. The, the, the first two of them are through it in a, a second and a half, and she's like, oh, hold on here. Let me get down on my knees, <laughs> put my arms through the hole, hey, you give me a hand. Yeah. Oh no! It's <laughs> like, have you ever seen a dog try to walk backwards? Like, yeah, that's actually what it was like. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure about this. She's like, I don't go through holes, that's not for me. Oh, so, they, they come up through this little tunnel in an abandoned school bus on its side yeah they've started a fire they've knocked over like a lamp and a fire has started yeah I um, guess Jason's a doomsday prepper because he's bought an abandoned school bus and included it in oh his bunkers God, but yeah. I guess that ties into him smoking heaps of weed so it's yeah, very exactly. on brand it's very on brand yeah. Um, they're like climbing out and then like Jason appears as he just tends to yep. uh, grabs Clay as he's climbing out of the bus and then doesn't kill him just knocks him out just like throws him against the glass yeah. for a while and it looks like Whitney's now alone. It looks like Clay's dead. And Whitney's, like, hiding in the school bus. She's like, oh, no. How am I going to get away? And then, like, she does the most ineffective escape attempt. Like, she yells, like, hey, fuck you. And, like, kicks him and then just falls over. Like, she's, like, trying to run away. And she just falls on her fucking face. Yeah. She's tussling with Jason. Jason, like, falls to the ground. And he's, like, yeah. trying to, like, grab at her. And she's, like, kicking at him. And looks like she's going to get dragged in. But then, like, she kicks him, like, really hard in the head, apparently. And then she manages to like make it away a bit Clay's alive yeah like he helps her out turns out Clay hasn't been killed they run through the woods and they make their way to this little grinder no or it's something? back to uh, our, is it not it's our, our, redneck. Our, our redneck boys so they're, they're in a room with some piece of industrial equipment that's grinding shit up fucking Jason shows up yeah so like Clay goes down and then Whitney like grabs the locker and is like Jason it's okay you don't have to kill anymore. Clay gets the upper hand on him, fucking strings a chain around his neck in a very John McClane move. Yeah. Like, have you seen the original Die Hard? Yeah. Like, when he's fighting that German guy and he fucking, like, gets, like, the chain around his neck and then, like, hangs him on it and the guy's like... Rah! is, like, fucking, like, yeah. strangled to death by And then, chains. like, Whitney grabs the chain and is able to lift Jason. And, like, like Whitney's been, like, left, like, for six weeks 
in yeah, Jason's probably care. Atrophying. Probably yeah. atrophying, but instead she has the strength to lift him and throw the chain into the grinder. Yeah, because the important um, thing is, like, he's hanging from the chain, right? But then he falls down and he's, like, charging up. He gets as far as Clay. Rather than killing Clay with his machete, he just knocks Clay aside in his desperate pursuit of fucking uh, Whitney. All of a sudden, the grinder starts, like, like taking the chain in more. And then, like, he's, like, facing, like, the grinder, trying to, like, get this chain around his neck, getting sucked in. She's like, hey, Jason, say hi to mommy. In hell, yeah. and then like stabs him with a fucking machete, and then like his head gets grinded up in like the grinder as it well. Doesn't, dude. It a little doesn't. bit of it, like yeah, but like this is the thing for me. This is another example of like similar thing that happened at the start. Why did they do both? Like he's literally getting sucked into a grinder, and then he gets stabbed with a machete. Like either one of those would have been an ending for this villain. Instead, <laughs> they were like. Oh, he doesn't actually get sucked into the grinder. He nearly gets sucked into the grinder, and then he gets stabbed instead. Which yeah. just feels like a weird, like, convolution of these two things. Why not just grind him the whole way? Exactly. Or just have her stab him. Like, you don't need to do both. That being said, say hi to mommy in hell. Last title pitch, maybe, for yeah, the Yeah, I think so. There haven't been a heap. I'm going to throw it in the mix. We get a bunch of sweeping shots of what really matters here. Trent's house in complete disarray. Yeah. Can you imagine how upset he's going to be? <laughs> there's beer cans everywhere, all the chairs have been knocked over, there's broken windows, yeah. there's blood all over the I place. Mean, if he survived, like, he's he really oh my God. He would have died anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. His dad yeah. would be mad. Yeah. So, I, can't, I can't wait in on this, you just have to do it. Okay, so <laughs> our siblings are sitting on a jetty with the body of Jason, the mask, and the locket. Heavy body as well. Heavy body that they've dragged all this way. My first question, why the fuck haven't they left immediately? I guess in some sort of burial attempt or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's like they feel like they have to complete the loop or something. It's dumb. Well, the problem Why? Is, Are they dragging him to the lake? Like, they they push his body into the lake. Yeah. They drop the mask in. They drop the locket in. They drop the locket in, and like it's all very. And then like as like, the mask gets sucked to the bottom, we get that. Yeah. And then Jason bursts through the jetty, <laughs> wearing the mask, wearing which the mask, we saw fall separately to him, and then grabs Whitney yep. and then to black. Yeah. So it's like a nice throwback to the end of the first movie, but instead of leaving it open ended and having a scene where she's like, "Oh, gee, did that really happen?" They're just like, "No, she's dead now." Now that's ben, the whole movie. Ben, you're a physicist. That's right, I am. Jason propelling himself from that body of water <laughs> through a jetty. <laughs> How, like, just uh, in terms Look, of like the uh, we don't know how deep the water is. We don't know what kind of like push off he could do off the bottom. It seems to be <laughs> very deep. Yeah. So, like, in addition to being like an Olympic level archer, <laughs> Jason also has to be like one of the world's greatest swimmers to generate that. <laughs> kind of thrust to like break through the jetty from underneath that's right break the jetty and then one clean motion to grab someone as yeah, well he's like, unbelievable he's incredible I mean he's also like look he's also undead at this point yeah he did get impaled with a fucking machete so you know yeah I guess that's the least of your concern Barney, you actually based in Melbourne at the moment. That's we are, right. Yeah, we yeah. are recording in Perth, but you mm-hmm. are a Melbourne boy. Uh, have you got anything going on at the moment? An interstate gentleman. Yeah. An interstate gentleman. Yeah. Uh, perform weekly with a company called Improv Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're ever in Melbourne, they do shows Thursday through to Sunday. I would definitely recommend coming to watch those. Yeah. Um, I've started uh, MC on Thursday nights for Harold Night. Come watch that. It's 10 bucks. It's very funny. 
Um, uh, I'm working on a web series at the moment called Behind the Bush, which is just like the dystopic version of Gardening Australia. It's just it's off. The whole tone is off um, with some uh, buddies of mine and um, uh, foraying into the art of uh, podcasting as well. Hey, um, so there's some cool. stuff in the works. Do you um do you have like an online presence that people can go find you at? Oh, look, just add me on Facebook as your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, why not? Well, why once not? I really get in there. Yeah. <laughs> just the add problem me. is, we'll have blinked out your name. Yeah. Oh, so, and also yes. your, vo- your voice. Yeah, yeah. You're unfindable. Um, uh, we're still interested for Curio. Get at, at Curio Network or at SI Curio Show. Uh, on, on Facebook or Twitter, you should be able to find it all there. Fucking, if you like this, uh, go check out one of our other podcasts. There's one where we play Dungeons and Dragons and it's really fun. And then also there's another show that our, our producer on the show, Grace, does where she interviews people about their lives and cool objects. Season one of that is actually just finished. Um, she did a really fucking great job. So definitely go check that out if that's more your thing. Yeah. Uh, and also if you have an idea for a, uh, like a franchise you want us to check out, like, uh, like a reboot or remake that you think would be particularly fun, just get in contact. Alright, so it's time for a little post-show roundup, shall we? I'm um, into it. Shall we dig into the MVPs and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. A. I love that. Okay, let's, let's round them up. Let's round them up. So I've got Mrs. Voorhees. 100%. Um, the old spooky lady who says that she's not missing, she's dead. Yeah, for that tone that she conveyed. The awful redneck boy who we liked oh, and then hated. Yeah. Um, Whitney for MacGyvering her way out of some manacles. 100%. And then I've got Lawrence for getting the only like decent hits in on Jason. Yeah. Uh, th- those are the, those are the four to five I had. What did you guys no, think? No, that's, I think we had the exact same. Like, I, I don't think I had any other ones that were other than that. Did you, Bun? Or? I had, well, I had Redneck Boy, um, Stuffed Bear, and Mannequin. So you had a bit more of an an inanimate approach. But all, all relating to the one character. Very much in the Redneck milieu. (laughs) Yeah. They're all kind of connected. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm personally for Lawrence, I think. Like, in terms of, like, the, uh, the high point, for me, the redneck character, for sure. But there were just so many low points that came with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's a rounded human being. That is, uh, it's very fleshed it's out. one of character. the most developed characters. <laughs> <laughs> like, no doubt. Yeah. Like, him and Wade are, like, the two characters yeah, that we yeah, can understand the most. Um... Listen, I, I I consider even Whitney because like I think she's actually pretty sensible for most of the film, except for the fucking end when she's just sitting on a jetty. Yeah. And so for me, I don't think she can win because of that. Our redneck friend as well. All right. I'm if sort we of can stuck find a name for this character, I will support him as the MVP. I'd like to put one vote in for a mannequin. Okay. <laughs> mannequin as well. Because yeah. he named the mannequin. Yeah, the mannequin was like, has like a name too. or something like that. Or like... Yeah, well, yeah. It was, it, a, it was a, a tough strong, role to play. It was a yeah. tough role to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she she gets protected, so, you know, she's endowed with, with meaning and um, value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think this character... Fuck. It's called Donnie. <laughs> this character. Donnie. It's Donnie. called Donnie. So, kind of makes me lean towards Lawrence, to be honest. Well, it seems like we've got our first uh, three-way split decision here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I guess what we could go is something along the lines of like uh, a horrifying like, like man-mannequin hybrid. <laughs> yeah. Which has the the head of... Well, we both agree Lawrence, right? So we're both on Lawrence. So yeah. it's kind of got like the the head and also I want to say legs of Lawrence, 
But the torso of a mannequin. The torso yeah, of a mannequin. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best of all possible. Could, could I have the hair of a mannequin as well? That sweet bob. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. plastic sitting on top of Lawrence's oh, real human skull. Yeah, God, yeah. that's horrifying. That's yeah. that's pretty good. Um, that's my new nightmare. Yeah, that's gonna be. It's gonna follow me to bed tonight. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> One thing I want to jump in on trivia real quick. Uh, last episode, Ben, you were talking about like the distance in time between uh, episodes in the franchise and how the gap between two thousand and nine and now, like as of next year will be the longest gap since we've had a Friday the 13th film. Yeah, we're overdue. Yeah. There was meant to be a film this year. Man, they yeah. nearly did it! Yeah, because wow. Oct- October the 13th this year is a Friday, but Ooh. the schedule for filming only would have started in March, and the studio was like, we can't start filming <laughs> We can't start filming in March and have a show up for October. Man, does That's that mean impossible. it's coming next year? Well, I think Barn mentioned what? there might be a film coming out yeah, in like 2018 I or something I like that. Yeah, I saw somewhere that there's a film coming out in 2018. Um, but there is a, there at least was a sequel planned. Um, cause, so Platinum Dunes has the IP at the moment, uh, <laughs> because of course they do. But I'm pretty sure that uh, the rights for that run out in the next year or so, which and then it goes back to Warner Brothers, I believe. Um so yeah, interesting that you were right in that we are literally overdue, we're and overdue they, they were planning on like uh, on satiating their need. Into time. Yeah. yeah, fuck, that's pretty neat. Including the 2009 remake, Jason has killed 167 total people throughout the Friday the 13th series. I think that's bullshit. That is bullshit because, as we were talking about last episode, yeah, uh, maybe if that made the cut, um, uh, in Jason X, he fucking pilots a spaceship through a whole space station, killing thousands of people. That is on book. 167, I guess, maybe that we see, but that's interesting. Uh, Okay, here's one for you. Michael Bay walked out in the movie's premiere stating that the movie featured too much sex. He just couldn't (laughs) handle all the rowdy teens in this movie. It was all too much for him. What the fuck? (laughs) What? What, what, What involvement did he have then? Producer, Michael Bay. Um, here's one that's just kind of sad. Adrian King, star of the original 1980 film, was approached by the producers to do a cameo appearance during pre-production. A few days later, they called her back and told her they didn't want anyone from the original film to appear in the remake. So, like, they came to her, and then they were like, actually, fuck that. Clay and Whitney's last name is Miller. This is a reference to Victor Miller, the creator of the entire franchise. What do you know? Right. Alright, so this is actually just interesting, which is something that we kind of touched on a little bit, uh, both in the last one and this one. Um, in this movie, Jason wears both the legendary burlap sack and the hockey mask, yeah. which are references mm-hmm. to the second and third original franchise movies, because, like, fucking Jason's not even in the first movie, and then in the third movie, he gets the fucking hockey mask, which is, like, the iconic thing, which is, like, the fucked up part. Is It's like, they made enough of those movies that a thing that doesn't happen till the third one became the most iconic thing about the franchise. Yeah. Jeez, people had patience. Yeah, yeah they really, had back in the 80s, 20 years yeah. of patience, man. That meant, like, 23 years. The funniest thing as well is that, like, it goes, like, Friday the 13th, and then, like, there's a part two, and then part three, and then part four is, like... The final the, chapter. The final chapter. <laughs> then part five is a new beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and they were, they were like... Because, like, 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 part four did really well, like, you know, like earning the money, and they were like, well, there's... There's some milk to be, uh, like, g- gotten out of this cash cow, so, like, they kept uh, oh. kept rolling with it. 
Dude, Richard Berge wasn't cast as Sheriff Brack until 12 hours before they needed to begin filming his scenes. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they just called this guy over there, hey, do you want to be in this movie? And he's like, what? And they're like, yeah, here are your lines. And he's just like, oh, okay, I guess I'm a sheriff. <laughs> 12 hours, dude. Like, that's fucked up. Wait, is he the sheriff in yeah. that town? <coughs> so why does he come by himself? Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, this film, man. Fuck. <laughs> One of the victims was originally supposed to drown due to exhaustion as Jason waited her out from the shore of the lake. Because that's an interesting film, right? Like someone just treading water in the lake uh. until they just drown. And Jason's just watching like, you better not come to shore. <laughs> Dude, alright, this is fucked because this literally, I said all of this. Jason just randomly appearing out of thin air, as in the earlier films, wouldn't fly this time. So they decided he travelled via a series of underground tunnels. That concept was in Mark Wheaton's original script, but Mark Swift and Damien Shannon claimed to never have read the script until the film was finished, having come up with the same idea about the tunnels on their own. As for the marijuana plant, which Jason appears to use to lure teenagers into traps, <laughs> apparently no writer can claim that as their own. According to Swift and Shannon, that was actually director Marcus Nispel's idea from early on in the development project and uh, was their job to work into the script. So, like, wow. literally, so he, he was like, weed. I need a fucking <laughs> weed plantation on set. And they're like, in the film, and he was like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds... This California, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's all right. Yeah. Travis Van Winkle portrayed the same character from Transformers 2007, which was directed by Michael Bay. Is one of the kids in this movie one of the kids in Transformers? Travis Van Winkle played Trent, dude. So are you telling me that, like, canon... Within the universe of, of the Transformers. new Transformers, Jason exists. Like, there's the, f- oh there's the same character God. in this fucking movie. Like, so Sam Witwicky's rolling around with Bumblebee, and somewhere there's a fucking Jason murdering teens out by the lake. That cannot be oh true. Oh my God. That's ruined my day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's ruined my week. Yeah, Trent DeMarco, the character he previously portrayed in Transformers. Dude, it's li- it's literally a cross universe thing. The guy from Transformers gets murdered by Jason <laughs> in the same universe. <laughs> Moviepilot.com. Do Friday the Thirteenth and Transformers share a universe? Trent DeMarco is the same Eric and Jock in both movies, and both movies were Michael Bay productions. DeMarco is introduced as the douchey boyfriend of Megan Fox's Michaela Baines, who won't let her drive his truck and flicks an elastic band at Shia LaBeouf's sandwich wiki. <laughs> oh, gosh. And so because he did that, Michael Bay murdered him. <laughs> in front of no one fucks with my protagonist. No one fucks with Shia. It's in Shia's contract. But if you fuck with him in yeah. one of these movies, Michaela, we will make a whole other movie and you will die. Michaela subsequently dumps him and he's never heard of in the franchise again. Two years later, Trent DeMarco oh turns up at Camp Crystal Lake and is off by none other than Jason Voorhees. Yeah, let's let's play this game, dude. All right, so five degrees of Wentworth Miller. We have an unhealthy obsession with Wentworth Miller, mm. prison break fame on this show, mm. uh, and we, we try and find a way to connect anyone from the movie we've just watched with Wentworth Miller in five steps or less. 
Okay. So fucking Michael Bay produced this movie. Yes. He's done so many movies. We can get to Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. And then, because, like, we had a whole thing about if we can... Okay, so from Bruce Willis, we can get to um, Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. So Alan we can Rickman. go Michael Bay to Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis to Alan Rickman in Die Hard. Wait, so we're going Jared Padalecki. No, no, no. Just oh, Michael Bay. Michael, Michael Bay straight to Bruce Willis. Yes. Bruce Willis. In fucking Deep Impact. Is that it? Do you know that movie? No, Armageddon, you're thinking. Yes, am I? Fucking hang on. Did Michael Bay direct Armageddon? He did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Bruce, Bruce Michael, Willis, Michael, Michael Bay, Bay and Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, Willis to, to Alan Rickman. In Die Hard. Mm-hmm. So now we've got um, David Thewlis in Harry Potter. David, David Thewlis in Dinotopia yeah. with Wentworth there Miller. Yeah. There you go. Fucking four steps. Good, that's a lot more fun than the other way. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, that's a good. That's one. pretty. That's pretty neat. None of those names made any sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, David Thewlis, sure. Yeah. Wait, no. He's the, he's uh, the Lupin. The, the Lupin. Oh shit! I love him. Yeah. Also, yeah. Alan Rickman. Surely. Oh no, Alan Rickman. Rickman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Surely, Bruce, Bruce Willis? Willis is. I've nah, never seen Die Hard. No, I've never seen. No, Are you serious? <laughs> Fuck, dude. Well, that's how this podcast ends with me putting on Die Hard and then, like, strapping you to the chair. You have to watch Die Hard before you leave. Still Interested is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Ben McAllister and Jackson Usid. We are produced by me, Grace Chappell. Editing by Jackson Usid. Theme music is Anitra's Dance, composed by Edward Grieg. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Curio Network and at SI Curio Show. We'd love to hear from you if you've got thoughts about the show, so find us on Facebook or Twitter. If you like the show, think about giving us a rate and review on iTunes, or wherever you listen. It actually is really helpful. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where I talk with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them. Or How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, where we play D&D. Seriously, it's a lot of fun. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you.